about like we've just been so far off topic for so long. Now I'm trying to think of like what we were gonna talk about. I mean, we, we, Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Round of applause, Joe Douglas. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to him. So I I haven't actually like I've seen like some of the the compensation, but I felt like it wasn't a lot. It wasn't what the Packers probably demanded, but they they got enough stuff. I think. I mean, if you if you really think about it, how big the contract is and how many legit years Rodgers has left, like don't like for me when I was looking at, it, I was like, yeah, I think they got enough for what they're getting, not for getting Aaron Rodgers, if that makes sense. Like yeah. for a very like, if you just look, again, I'm gonna completely contradict myself. If you look at the numbers of who Aaron Rodgers is and take his name off, that was a good trade. As soon as you throw the name Aaron Rodgers on there, now it's like, oh, uh, maybe they didn't get enough for him. I know that Aaron Rodgers contradicts himself, but a lot of people are saying that this should be this is just like a for one year of Aaron Rodgers. He did say today in his press conference that he isn't this isn't just a one year thing and retire. He views this as a commitment. So it looks like they he he's hinting towards the fact that we might get him for more than one year. But again, every year Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm gonna retire for this year. And he's like, one more year. We'll we'll see that when the Jets go seven, nine, and one, and then he goes back into the darkness. That was my thing. I was gonna ask, what are the legitimate expectations for the New York Jets now? With I think we made predictions about this earlier, like when we were like, oh well, they're clearly gonna get him. Now that it's happened, what are the legitimate predictions for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets? I mean, this past year we had one of the top defenses in the league. We had a great rushing offense before Brees Hall got hurt, but and we also had like an entirely second string line at some points. So you bring back our rookie or our running back who was probably going to be offensive rookie of the year, and then you get our entire starting O line, which is healthy, and we're probably gonna draft one in the first round. So you get another good talent in there. We added Alan Lazard who uh, he likes working with, who Aaron Rodgers likes working with. You already have Garrett Wilson who did win offensive rookie of the year. You you beefed up the tight ends room this past year. You got some solid guys there. And then you've even got Michael Hardman, who absolutely flies. This dude's got burners. So you're adding on just like a few pieces, nothing like world-stopping. But then you run back the exact same defense that was playoff caliber last year. Like, truly, the Jets were a quarterback away. And then we just traded traded for one of the best quarterbacks in football. I know a lot of people say he's washed and didn't have as many good – or didn't do as good this past year. He also had – back-to-back seasons so you're if you're expecting to win an mvp like that might be unrealistic standards because i mean like he'd done it back-to-back years but expecting him to do that last year whenever they lost Devonte adams and their offensive coordinator and replaced no one and just had like an entirely depleted offensive like yeah. uh, core and just the weapons i think that was unrealistic i mean am i saying the jets have the best in the nfl no i'm not but i think that aaron Rodgers winning the mvp this year is more plausible than last i think that the jets making the playoffs are not a lock, but I would say very, very, very good chance. The only thing that sucks is that the Jets are in a very difficult division because obviously the Patriots are very good. You have Bill Belichick. The Dolphins this past year were damn good. I mean, they would have been able to make a run if Tua didn't get 17 concussions. And you obviously have the Bills, which are insane. So you've got probably the best division in football. I truly think that the Jets winning the Super Bowl this year is the goal. I, I mean, you trade for someone like that, like, it's it has to be the goal. It can't be like, okay, guys, we were we just barely missed the playoffs last year with a second-year quarterback who we had to bench halfway through the season. Now we're adding in one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but we just hope to win by improve our, by two wins. I think the goal has to be the Super Bowl. That's what you're playing for, and I think that it's a realistic goal. Okay, goal. You said, th- you said that's what you think the goal is. What's your legitimate expectation? That, that was going to be my question. What do you think is actually going to happen this year for the New York Jets? 
I think it depends. I mean, are we when I say this, are we living in a world without injuries? Like, am I just predicting Aaron Rodgers to play every game We're that we play? Playing with to? injuries. What do you legitimately think is going to happen to the Jets at the I'm, end of the twenty three season? I think that everyone gets injuries. Obviously, like everyone's going to get banged up. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets go and lose someone that is very important. Like this last year, we lost, like I said, some O line guys, our running back. We kind of got unscathed with the injuries on defense. No one really got hurt by that, so that was lucky. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a defensive injury, so I would expect that to see probably a step back. Um, I think on offense, though, like you have to take a huge boost. Like or they're, they, they're going to make a huge boost, and I, I truly think that the actual expectations are 11-6. and six. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah, I was gonna <clears throat> ask you because I'm actually scrolling through like who your opponents are next uh, next year. How do they do in the playoffs? That's difficult. I Obviously, think it, matchups matters. Yeah, I, I it really depends on who. It'll probably be a wire. Let's let's expect the wild card spot. Do they win their wild card game? As let's say they win, I think they'll win their division. I think the Bills are gonna take a step back due to some heartbreak this year. I don't think the Dolphins are gonna be insane. Let's say you win your division at that eleven and six. You play in the wild, but you still have to play wild card game. Do you win the wild card game? If we win the division, yes. If we are a wild card team playing in the wild card round, I don't know. I, it depends on who we play. Say we are one of the teams that gets one of the other division winners, then it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, but if unless we're you get like Tennessee or that, Nicole, yeah, like, yeah, I was about to say unless you get yeah, yeah like the AFC South winner, then I mean maybe you might be sitting but a little bit better. See, I feel like if you do get that AFC South winner, they're probably destined to be that number four seed. So that means if you're playing, oh no, you, I'm thinking about this wrong, because the four seed would play the five seed. I don't know why I was thinking four would play the seven. Never mind, my point was moot. Yeah, so you would be the the best wild card team. That's best case scenario, honestly. I would, yeah. I would rather. Probably like it's gonna sound bad, but I would rather not win the division and be and that then, fifth seed. Yeah, and then play the AFC because South I mean probably. they they reseed in NFL, so I mean it doesn't matter. Like I mean it, we'd probably have a harder matchup going into round two, but I think that round one is really like what at this point like it, it would just be like obviously you want to win Super Bowl like I said yeah. this is a goal, but winning the first round of the playoffs I think would just be a win. We'd be the Jets fans would be like wow guys like this is what it feels like to be a winning organization. And then the Chiefs are like, yeah, well, win a Super Bowl first. We're like, yeah, shut up. This is what it feels like to be a winning organization. That was my question. If you have to end up playing the Chiefs, the Bills, who's even as good in the AFC? The Bengals, Bengals. probably. Yeah. If you played any of those three teams in the playoffs, where are your chances, do you think, right now? It no. depends on the team. I mean, we beat the Bills this past year with Zach Wilson. I think we could easily beat him again. Um, the Chiefs. I think if we really commit to the pass, I mean, obviously it's so hard to do anything against Patrick Mahomes, but we have legitimately one of the best secondaries in the league because we've got, like, solid safeties. We've got Sauce Gardner, who I think is the best cornerback in the league already, and DJ Moore, or uh, DJ Moore, what am I saying? DJ Reed, who is insane. Like, I, I think he was a Pro Bowl alternate this past year. I, I think that if you just focus, like, you just say, all right, run it on us, and we've got, like, a pretty, go pretty good uh, front seven, I think that we could stand a chance. I think that in terms of beatability, I think it goes one, the Bengals, who's who we have the best chance, just because their O-line is not any good, and we've already got good secondary, so we can match it with their receivers. We can send our our uh, like our linemen at their O-line, get pressure on Burrow. I think two is the Bills, because they're like I said, they're a solid team, but we've already done it before with the worst team. And then three is the Chiefs. Chiefs would obviously be the hardest matchup for just about anybody, but I, I still think there's a way. Like I think that it is very realistic 
just not the most probable outcome that the Jets make the Super Bowl. So do we ha- do we have time? Like I was just gonna go through like the Jets schedule and yeah. kind of like just see what your thoughts. So I'll go I'll go week by week. Yeah. Yeah. I well, like I don't know. I don't, they don't have. Have they released the weeks yet? No, that, I'm actually, just, that actually comes back comes out in like a week. Okay, but. so let's just I just want to go through this. So let's just start with your division. So you're playing them six times. What do you expect them to go in that those six games? Um, okay, I don't know because this year, like our record was carried a little bit. Like we we had some wins that are just so improbable. Like when we last second win against the Browns, whenever we recovered an onside kick and then ended up scoring two touchdowns in the last two minutes to win. Like that that's not something you can bank on every year. Tua was hurt last year, so we beat the Dolphins a few times. I think, realistically, because we don't have Zach Wilson, you can't make rookie mistakes. Aaron Rodgers is not going to make rookie mistakes. I realistically think that we're going to beat the Patriots twice. Okay. I think we beat the Bills at least once. We beat the Dolphins at least once. I think there's a possibility we sweep the Dolphins. I don't think we sweep the Bills. So, at worst, so, you think 4-2 and two against your division opponents? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, let's go through this. Um, you play the Kansas City Chiefs at home. At home? Okay, that's that's one where I I really think that it could go both ways, especially being at home. Like I think the Jets, Jets faithful, like Gang Green, they're uh, renewed this year. You're getting like the front office is showing we're willing to do what it takes to win. We had a really good draft, make some trades. I think that fans are gonna play a huge part in that, but I'll I'll go loss. Okay. See, I'm actually gonna go. I would say win. I bet that's similar to like the Colts beating the Chiefs. Is it? Like obviously you don't know a week, but I feel yeah, like that I, it depends on the week like as well. That could be a weird game where the Chiefs just don't show up for some reason, and the Jets are gonna be all in because it's the defending champs, and I could see the Jets winning that one. And okay. also, even if like say it's like week two or something, and it's like mm-hmm. first home game, that's huge because yeah. everyone's gonna show out. Then and it's kind of like holy shit, like this is what we've all been waiting for. Like they're gonna play their asses off. Yeah. Okay, you got the Chargers at home. I, I think that's a win. It's got to be a win. I, I, the Chargers are very talented. Justin Herbert's very good. I don't like their if head Brandon coach. Staley's I'm not still a head there, coach. Yeah. He'll be there. I'm not oh. a fan of Brandon Staley. I feel like he mismanages the game so like so poorly. Okay. Eagles at home. Ooh. Damn, why the fuck is our schedule so Jeez. Damn. <laughs> Eagles at home. Um, shoot, I don't know. I mean, they lost a lot of pieces on defense. I'm going win. I'm going win because we do have a really good defense, so we can kind of compete with their offense, but they lost so many like spots or so many players in their defense that I think we win that. Okay. Did the Packers beat the Eagles last year? Did they play? Am I thinking of a different team? I don't I do not I remember. Think, didn't the Eagles also like almost lose to the or lose to the Commanders? Yeah, and they, they almost, did. That was, the, that was they almost lost to the Colts. Like yeah. they have bad games, so yeah. if you hit them on a bad game, you mm-hmm. so all right, um, these next three teams are the remaining games at home. I think we can go through this easy. Well, maybe. The Commanders? Commanders win. Um, Texans? Win. Falcons? Win. Those, all, those have to be so wins. Those have so to be wins. Be yeah. So that's nice because like we went through the hard ones at home first. We're like, realistically, we get one or two of those. We should win the other games. Like We can go yeah. four and two in the division. We can realistically, like that was like, what, seven, six so, yeah. home games? We can realistically go four and two in that. Like I'd be okay with sitting there at like eight and four, and then we've still got some other games that we can – we can take. So just like with the home, like those, and then the division, you're sitting about nine and three right now. Okay. So the away, you had the Broncos. Uh, sh- I don't know. You I, I, you say you have to win. We, we just played the Broncos this past year and we beat them, which was nice. But I don't know. Like you, these I, are all away now. We're talking about They got a new coach, right? They yes, they got a new yeah. coach. They it's Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. Yeah, Sean that's, Payton. that's that's yeah. why. Like I'm not taking them lightly. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I do believe that Russ is like taking a big step back. Like even before they traded for him, I'm like, damn. Like I don't know why you're putting us. Yeah. Like Russ is just gonna come out and win you the Super Bowl right away. Like he has shown the past two years that he's not been up to speed. Yeah. I think that that's a win. Okay. But I'm not gonna take them lightly and say that it's guaranteed. The Raiders win. 
Okay. Cowboys away. That's a win because Aaron Rodgers goes ballistic against the Cowboys every time. Cole and my dad are both huge Cowboys fans. I'm going to that game, actually. It's in Dallas. So we're going to go to that because, like, it's fam- the family affair or whatever. My dad loves going to Cowboys games. Hasn't been to one in a while. So, it's like them playing the Jets is, like, uh, that's ideal. But Aaron Rodgers, every every single game against the Cowboys, Cole's like, God damn it, we play the Packers. Time for us to lose. Aaron Rodgers going to throw for 450 yards and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that's my Packers prediction. lose big games. That's a big game. Or not Packers, Cowboys. Cowboys lose big games. Um, the Giants? Mm, win. I, I do really like the Giants. I like I People hate on Daniel Jones. I believe in Daniel Jones. That's Dan- going to be a I great think, game. I think it will be a very good game, especially because, and like, even if that's an away game, that's still a home game. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So I think the stadium's going to be split. That The, the atmosphere is going to be electric. That's going to be a really shit. good game. I think that you can't. You can't discredit the Giants because they were still a very solid team this year. I, I really think that that'll be a good game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go win. That reminds but me of like, times. A, like a Heat Pacers series where like the Heat have all the big name dudes that are a really good team, but then like the Giants are the younger up and coming like Pacer team with like Paul George, Danny Granger, all them. But that, even even the Jets are an up and coming team too, though. Yeah, they are. It's like but who's it's really so an established star? So are the Heat, but the Heat also had the big the yeah. big name guys yeah. and the Giants don't. But if they don't get Saquon back, maybe that's a completely different team next year. The Giants almost remind me of like the Portland Trailblazers, where they've got a few young guys where they're exciting, but also like they're just like the Lamarcus Aldridge, Dane Lillard. They're like eternally the sixth seed. Like they're constantly don't sleep on us, guys. Yeah, and then they're constantly getting slept on. But I I think that they have what it takes to potentially get over the hump. The Trailblazers obviously did not. All right, final game: Cleveland Browns away. Win. So you have them going fourteen and three this year. Yes. With the only non-divisional loss being cut uh, against the Chiefs. I think they lose that Cleveland game because I think it's finally going to be Deshaun Watson getting that team back together. So you both basically have them going 14-3 and because you said they would beat the Chiefs. He said we'd lose, and then you said you'd beat the Browns, and they'd lose the Browns. So 14-3. and three, I don't know. I, okay, going through that, like you, we've been like, – I'm going through, I'm like, oh, I actually feel really confident. There are some games There's now that, like, there are games where I'm like, that's borderline. Terrible. That's borderline, yeah. like, There's a win. There's two terrible that games makes me, to account for, though. That so makes me think that, like – 14-3, and three, you're really picking 12-5. 12 12 and five. Yeah. Which 14, that, that exactly. is yeah. – That's more And reasonable. if I had to pick those games that I said originally were win and probably going to be lost, I'm going to go – Dallas, I think, is truly one that I'm kind of maybe the Browns, but I think I, it's probably more. Oh my god! I I don't it's, want it's I don't got it's Chargers or who was the second? It went you Chiefs Chargers Raiders or no? It's not the Raiders. I don't worry about that. Texans no Commanders. Okay, so maybe it was the Chargers. I thought there was another team, but I think it might be Chargers and Browns would be the two teams that I would be worried about because I. You brought up the the two bad games. I feel like it's going to be one of those teams that we ran through, like the Texans, the Falcons, like those. I feel like you're just going to have a bad game in that. Like every that team does. The Commanders, honestly, are a very weird team about the kind of doing that to people. I could see them having an absolute terrible, like three weeks in a row. They score like six points. I feel like it would come from the Raiders, though, because, I mean, the Raiders are not any good. Who? They're constantly, though, like the Raiders are, everyone's like, damn, just who on the Raiders is good? You Why are they winning games? You have a Devontae Adams against Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. like, and every year they're like, God damn, the Raiders suck. Like, who on this roster is good? And then somehow the Raiders go 9-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Like, they always just, like, randomly pick up wins that you feel like you don't remember them getting, and then you look, and they're right around 500. And again, that could be one of those two games. Every team plays two, just they just did not show up for that game. Sometimes you still win them, but there's always two just weird games where it just doesn't click with them. Maybe that's a short week game or something like that, so. Yeah. But, 
I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. And yeah, that's, you, and, uh, and you that's guys, optimistic. You guys brought up a good point. It depends what week you're playing them and like mm-hmm. what, what games come off the bye, what, you know, so. But. Okay, I remember what it was now whenever I said it, I considered a home game. Like, what are the other home teams? The Giants. I think that the Giants is also a very losable game. I count, counted that one as a win. I think that's a losable game. I I was think I said Chargers because I must have been, I was like might be remembering wrong. It's the Giants. I think Giants Browns are both like technically road games like on yeah. the schedule what they're listed as. I think that that are those are the two that would probably give us trouble because obviously like I predicted going through all those, all those games that we were going to go undefeated on the road. That's not yeah. likely. That's yeah. not what you're going to expect. But I think those are the two that give us trouble. I think home we can probably take care of business. It also does kind of suck because. Again, it comes down to who do you play, when do you play them. Like the Chargers, like I said, that might be a close game. Say you're playing them week one, you're playing them in New York. The Chargers are not used to playing in – I mean, actually, okay, not even week one, what am I saying? More like week nine. The Chargers are not used to playing in January in New York. They're January they're playing in San Diego – or not in San Diego anymore, Los Angeles. And it's sunny and at worst like 55. Like they're never playing in 30-degree snowing weather, freezing their, freezing their ass off. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I think I'll have a more of an opinion. Numbers are more true once I see the schedule come out here soon. But that's my very raw predictions. That, that's respectable. I, I like just from an outside. Like I don't watch the Jets. I think wild card, like a wild card spot, is a must. Like playoff, I could see them easily contending. I don't. I don't think the Patriots are going to be as good as you're kind of giving them credit for. Like I just the the whole Mac Jones thing. I think it's just it's boiling over over there. I don't think they're gonna have anything to do. Like <clears throat> they're probably gonna be a five hundred team, a little bit over. Probably you're gonna make. They're probably gonna get like the seven seed. I'm talking about the Patriots here, but I don't think they're as good. So I think you can contend. And I don't think Miami's gonna be as good. I think they're probably gonna play it safe with Tua. They're all in though right now. They're making a lot of moves. Really? Yeah. See, I haven't. I, I don't. I haven't paid attention. I to I like do it. agree that their offense might take a step back, but I still think it's realistic that we go four and two in the division because even though those teams like I I gave stock to the Patriots like I, they're obviously still a solid team, but I still have them have us sweeping them. Mm-hmm. And then I said we might still lose a game to the pay, like to the Dolphins, but we might sweep them like four and two, five and one, still very realistic even with yeah. those teams taking step backs. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers could be washed and terrible. And, and they go five and, and they, twelve. Yeah, and they completely fall apart. Injuries hit them, and like it, that's. Yeah. That could happen too. That would be terrible. But it, hey, you know what? I think if that happens, like say it's week eight, he's on Russell Russell Wilson territory. He's playing terrible, like looking like one of, like a bottom five quarterback in the league. At that point, you bench him. Tell him tells ass to retire. Maybe you trade him. You play Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson plays well. You have your future guy right there. Zach Wilson con- continues to play like Zach Wilson. Then you play into a good spot and you take try to take Caleb Williams in the first round. I mean, obviously, it's not ideal when you're like, oh well. One year we took the, number, the quarterback the number two pick, and then the year later we traded for a uh, former MVP, and then the year after that we took the number one pick. Obviously not a great stretch of three years, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. you got to pivot and make the tough decisions. Yep. And but. I think you'd in that hopefully unlikely scenario, just for your sake as a Jets fan, you're going to be really relying on Zach Wilson learning and becoming more mature as a, as a quarterback in those, I would say, nine weeks of football where Rodgers are just – Biting the dust. And, and I remember I said this earlier in a diff- one of our other podcasts. I said Aaron Rodgers is probably the worst person to be, like, the mentor for Zach Wilson. See, I was just about to I'm say I'm going to completely flip because I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a relaxed, fun, kind of, like, not take t- things incredibly too seriously in practices and stuff. 
and goof off with Zach and try and like make little games and competitions with him and kind of loosen Zach up a lot better because Zach's now kind of even been shunned by his own team or his Aaron Rodgers just doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. And maybe some of that can kind of rub off on Zach and maybe completely flip who Zach Wilson is. So I'm going to completely change my idea. Again, maybe it is the worst thing because Aaron Rodgers ends up being a dick and Zach just, just hates him and that could happen. But I'm going to change my prediction. I think Aaron Rodgers is the br- best person for Zach Wilson. Just completely refresh him. I think that Zach, is, he knows what's at stake. And people, like his teammates all defended him whenever there were reports coming out saying that he didn't work hard or he wasn't studying, he wasn't watching film. Everyone's like, no, that's that's just not true. He worked his ass off, yet he was still Kyler in the – he was just – yeah, he was just like in his own head. Like Cod he was still studying. Up. Kyler Murray's going to lose this week. Bet Double XP him. weekend. Yep. But I – Zach and Aaron already have a prior relationship, which is huge. I think that they're going to use that so that Zach can be like, you know, Aaron, I appreciate everything you've done for me now, but, like, now let's get to it. And then he can kind of just soak it all up because at the end of the day, like, I do want Aaron to mentor Zach, but I don't really want him to be like, my job is to play quarterback and then to mentor. I want his job to be to play quarterback and nothing else, and Zach's just going to watch and observe and try to soak all that in because I don't want – like, if Aaron – is I think he's like 38, he's probably 39 right now. If he's towards the end of the year, last two years, like I don't want him 75% on trying to play quarterback, 25% trying to trying to teach him. Like we we got to win now. Like it's not like we can wait four years down the line and then we'll win. It's, we're in win now mode. Yeah, man. But NBA or NBA NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Any predictions for I'm I would say like we can we can talk a little bit about it. I don't know like how many opinions you guys have, but top. Four or five picks, a lot of quarterbacks. People are projecting. A lot have been shifting in odds. Who's going high? What quarterback do you think goes first? I heard that, uh, which I don't know if it's true. Somebody tweeted that Will Levis told them that he said Carolina was going to take him. I saw I, that. I don't. I it was don't, a Reddit post, no? Yeah, like, wasn't one of his friends or something? I don't think I believe that. Yeah. I, I think Bryce Young will probably still yep. get taken first. I think C.J. Stroud will get taken second. Okay, so did you see, like, the, the test that, like, I don't know if it's the all S2 court- cognition it, test. Yes. That's he, new. It used to be the Wonderlick. They switched to the S2 cognition test. He scored an 18 on that. Which that is, is the, the lowest in NFL history. Yeah, I don't. I think his draft stock has completely tanked after that. I don't think he's going to, and see, I don't think. I hope so, because I want the Colts to take Stroud. I think Stroud is going to end up being the and best. the Colts guy. are super high on him, too, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But, but they're also high what on about Davis. Anthony, or. Richardson, is he? I'm if I very first, scared about him. If I'm worried I, he does like the the Malik Willis and the Zach Wilson thing, where they're just highlights and draft and pro day and combine numbers make them go. I'm really worried about him. It wasn't even like the draft day or the draft. What am I saying? The uh, pro day and like the combine stuff that shot Richardson up the boards. It was always just like that athleticism, that high ceiling, kind of like Josh Allen. Personally. If I am be, and Josh and he's more of a less less of a Malik Willis, Zach Wilson, Josh Allen like in terms of play style, and I feel like he's more uh, Josh Allen's still accurate, but I'm gonna say like a Lamar Jackson because he's got the the build of Allen. He's willing to take hits, but he runs like Lamar Jackson. Bro has wheels. He's evasive. He's agile. He gets out of the pocket well. He's not afraid to pull it down. I think that if I have the number one overall pick, like a lot of these guys kind of have like drawbacks to them, where like C.J. Stroud, I call and I've had conversations about this. Ohio State quarterbacks don't have a great track record. Can you hold that against C.J. Stroud? No, because no one, no Ohio State quarterback before this was the caliber of prospect. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, Dwayne Haskins might go pick number 10, 
uh, but and since he wasn't any good, C.J. Stroud's not going to be any good. Well, okay, well, Dwayne Haskins was in conversation for pick 10. C.J. Stroud is in conversation for the Heisman for the number one overall pick. Like, I don't, he's not the same level of prospect. But also, the the Wonderlick test or the S2 test, whatever, that's got to hurt his ability. Um, I think that Bryce Young's height is definitely not great. Yeah, Obviously, being 5'10", you have 6'6", linemen, it's going to be a little bit difficult. He, he did say today, though, they asked him about it. He said, well, I can't grow, so... You know, not much I can do about it. And then Will Levis is just kind of one that I don't really feel super high on. I feel like he's a prospect or a project, but has just like less tools than yeah. than Anthony Richardson. If I have the first overall pick personally, I'm taking Anthony Richardson because if he doesn't hit next year, you're playing for Caleb Williams still. If he goes out and plays like shit, and then even if he if he's a mild hit and he learns to pass the football a little bit, he's still Lamar Jackson, and you have a top five rushing offense in the league. If he does hit, he's a mix between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. He can do whatever he wants in the pocket, and he can run and truck people and evade people. Like, he could be, like, damn near Cam Newton-esque winning just and could win more than one MVP. Like, I, I take Anthony Richardson if I have the number one overall pick. So, Richardson, I, I'm i not a football prospect but I or a scout or anything yeah. like that, but I do know that rich owners and – Rich GMs and football purists don't like athletic quarterbacks because they're afraid of them always getting hurt. Lamar Jackson, even if they haven't been catastrophic injuries, he's gotten hurt quite a bit, even though he doesn't really take a ton of hits, but he still is getting hurt from weird things here and there. Obviously, Richardson kind of has more of that slender, even more athletic build than like a Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts has more of a stocky build. So that's why I feel like Hurts isn't going to get hit or get hurt as much as maybe more of those like slender freak athlete kind of people. And there's a chance that he could like do like what Jaw does where he's reckless with his athleticism and is going to cause injuries as well. Levis, I feel like is a Derek Carr. Like he's ne- he has nothing that's going to make him special. He'll be, he's probably a pretty smart, pinpoint kind of guy but he's just going to be an average to somewhat good guy down the road Bryce Young is way too small he might be phenomenal but he's way too small and I would just be constantly worried about him getting passes blocked down and getting destroyed by massive dudes CJ Stroud that's why I think he's the best choice even if he is maybe a little dumb the guy has the best arm I feel like in terms of skill set and being able to move the ball and he proved he could run in the playoffs there so that's he he improved things. his draft stock a ton in the college football playoffs, but I I, th- I know what you're saying when you mean he has the best arm, but like the best projectability or like the best knows how to use his arm. But Will Levis' arm talent is through the roof. This guy has a cannon, like holy shit! Like he can make any throw you want. He can put anything in any window. He puts so much zip on the ball, but that's kind of the problem where it's like he just has to, he can be reckless and doesn't know how to use it. I agree with you that C.J. Stroud has the But that's best. another thing, like especially with what Josh Allen this did this year, throwing so many clutch time interceptions, a lot of people might be like, ooh, do I want Will Levis? Yeah, he's got this insane arm, and we want to build up confidence, but is he going to start making bad decisions because he trusts his arm too much and starts trying to do a little too much? or just makes dumb decisions here and there like Josh Allen has done. So that's like all of them, and that's where it's like trying to read the the guys on the team or whatever because it's – or the guys that are drafting. It's like what do they want? Where do they think the most risk-wise almost more than who they think has the most upside? 
I feel that. I was going to make a point, and I just do not remember what it was. I just keep losing my train of thought today, and I don't know what it is. So we've been talking about quarterbacks. I don't know, like Evan, I don't know a lot about like the prospects and stuff. But who is the best, like outside of quarterback that is available? Because Seahawks, thanks to the Broncos, have pick number five. I don't think we're going to be drafting a quarterback. I think we're going to try and ride with Geno at least until his contract's up. Isn't that guy from Alabama, that defender? Isn't everybody uh, really high up on him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Will Anderson. Trying to re-re- rebuild that Legion of Boom, baby. Yeah. That's what they got to do. Well, that was more of a secondary. Will Anderson is great. Tyree Wilson's been shooting up a lot. Jalen Carter is one that's very good, but it's kind of the knock against Jalen Carter is that right after the national championship game, one of his teammates and, like, a staffer were killed in a car yeah. accident, yeah. and then he was, like, a part of that. Like, he was, yeah. like, like, he left the scene. This guy from Georgia, so right? Yes. So that's the thing that is the big knock. I think he's still very talented. Were the Seahawks a team that came out and said they don't care about his legal issues? They just care about how well he can play football? If I don't know about that one. I haven't heard anything. Or Somebody something. said that and said that they're still willing to take him, which I think is smart because he is a great player, uh, and it, it does feel like an honest mistake. I mean, and kind of a freak situation because it's not like you can just rely on things like that where, oh, no, he's going to get himself in trouble again in the NFL. Like, you, you hope against all hope that that's not going to happen to one of his teammates and a staffer. But – um, I do remember what I was going to say. We talked about Lamar where they're against athletic quarterbacks. I think it's a little bit different because Lamar is kind of like you can be reckless, but smart about it. I don't like John Moranch throwing his body around like playing to get hurt. Lamar is kind of like reckless in the style where it's like he'll go out there and just kind of throw himself around, but he evades people too and doesn't take huge hits. But if you're Anthony Richardson, you can kind of avoid like you can afford to take those hits because Lamar, when you're six, six, one, six, two, 210 pounds after having multiple years in NFL weight room, you might not be built to be getting smashed. Anthony Richardson is 6'5", 235, 240 pounds. You can, you can handle that a little bit better after never being in an NFL weight room. Like, you got to think he's going to add at least, like, another 10 to 15 when he gets in there. And they've got him – I mean, obviously, college weight rooms and, pro, like, eating programs and stuff like that. He's going to put on weight. But I think the NFL takes it to the next level. He adds a little bit more. He just fits his style even more. Like, his body just evolves. Mm-hmm. The Texans that are not – there have been a few reports. They might not take a quarterback with number two. Yeah, I've heard about that. Are do you think they trade, or do you think they go after? I mean, I don't know who else they need. I don't, I don't want. I think you trade to somebody who wants a quarterback high up. Let them take it, and then you can still pick probably whoever you want at two just later if it's not a quarterback. I think you have to trade because there are still some teams that have shown that they're kind of needy in the draft. Like if you hit trade, uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I know there are a few teams that have been kind of uh, advertises looking to trade for a pick the top four or five picks you got to think are probably going to be quarterbacks taken so you could realistically trade back to probably pick six seven and get one of the top three players that you were already probably like if you say you weren't taking quarterback with two like they were fully with taking a defensive player what like will anderson tyree wilson and Jalen Carter, the top three, you can trade back to six, seven, eight, and realistically probably get one of those guys at that point. But then you're also getting the extra capital on the backside out to for those teams to move up. You might get a second later on. You might get a first next year. I think that it's worth it if they're actually committed to not taking a quarterback. I just don't really see see the reason why. Mm-hmm. Cole, if Cole were here, he would say because if you take a quarterback and put them in the system. For the uh, the Texans, it's not built for a quarterback to win right now. They have no weapons, so it would just kind of be setting them up for failure. But he thinks that you take a, which I I do see his reasoning here. So like that, like when Cole said this, it kind of make me kind of made me be like, okay, I agree. 
I, I now am more open to the Texans not taking a quarterback. But Davis Mills can kind of not stop gap you because he's not great, but he can kind of hold it over. You got D'Amico Rines, who's a fant- fantastic defensive coordinator, who's going to be a defensive coach. You get you build up your defense. You do that, maybe add a few offensive weapons. John Mechie's coming back this year. Maybe second round you add, like, a running back or you add um, – so you can get a second guy behind Damian Pierce. You add a, a receiver or a tight end here. There's, like, a few extra weapons. And then you just kind of commit to the tank again. Like, okay, we've got solid young guys we're promising. Next year, you maybe trade up for the first overall pick. You take Caleb Williams. Now you have some weapons with some experience, some solid defensive pieces that your coach knows how to work with. You make a pretty decent jump rather than being like, let me take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young with a two pick, and then he can be solid, but his weapons suck ass, and then we're sitting at four or five wins for three years. Mm-hmm. Which Cole made that point. I was like, wow, that's actually a really good point. So I, 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 I'm – Curious to see how the Texans approach it, and I'm intrigued to see what they do. Any other points? Anything else we want to talk about? No. Go Warriors. I, I'm with Cole on this one. I, I feel like sometimes, like, because he's my brother, like, I, I do root for his teams, but I do want to see the Kings win. That'd be pretty sweet. I also kind of want to see the Heat win. I think that'd be cool. Heat Heat and the uh, Kings in the championship, I would be open to. I wouldn't mind seeing the Cavs or the Knicks as well. In the, in the east but i do want to see kings out of the west but with that gonna go ahead and shout out the crescent been so thankful they've been uh letting us do this podcast all semester uh they've been posting all about it getting the word out and they've just been promoting us so we really appreciate it go ahead follow us on instagram crescent magazine twitter crescent magazine one facebook ue crescent magazine give us a follow on all those socials especially instagram but With that, we're going to call it for this episode, call it for uh, this semester, and I'll let Austin sign it off because it's his last episode. Uh, Just want to reiterate, thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this. This was, I've been a blast for the past seven, eight weeks. Um, I've always kind of wanted to do a podcast like this, so nice to know that there's three other people. Miss you, Cole, already. We've been gone one week, but we miss you, even if we, like, talk shit about you all the time. (laughs) <laughs> but um so i just want to say thank you and uh, to everyone listening uh thank you for listening to this and uh hope to see you next semester peace hey.